episodes have you done? Um, uh, about, I think I've done 50 episodes. Okay, at least. cool. Um, I've d- been doing it for about a year now. Okay. Uh, my friend Craig was on it. Oh, yeah. Well, what actually happened with that podcast is, um, I made a mistake, so it never actually got uploaded. Oh, it did? But he was all over it. Okay, never mind. So, yeah, yeah it, it, was, it was so confusing. Hello, everybody. My name is Dustin Pischel, and today's guest is Aiden Pike. Aiden is a stand-up comedian, actor, best-selling author, public speaker, and creator of the wellness lifestyle brand, The Art of Being Yay. Aiden has, has a scripted reality television show called Aiden Pike, on the F list, which he produced and starred in. Aiden is the author of the best selling book, The Art of Being Yay, the OMG NSFW Memoir Guide to Authentic Joy. Aiden has performed stand up comedy on Sally Buzz TV, Paris Hilton, West Coast Comedy Live, TV Guide Channel. Aiden has also appeared on the TV shows Casual. Kingdom, Conan, um, and many Adam TV and many other extraordinary TV shows. Please welcome the amazing Aiden Park. Hello, yay! Hi. Hi. So, um, I start off every episode by asking the comedian, "What's the worst heckler you have ever had?" I did an old folks home on Christmas Day. Oh. And no one came voluntarily. So the nurse grabbed these two seniors from the memory floor, which is for floor, floor for people who don't really remember a lot. Yeah. And they wheeled this wheelchair guy in, and in the middle of my show, he got up and said, Hey, did your dad <laughs> fight in the Vietnam War? Oh. Yeah. And I was like, No, I'm Korean. And he goes, North or South? So that was, that was pretty bad. Yeah, what was, so, was he racist? He he was just old. Yeah, because, like, that's the generation he grew up in. He grew up, like, in, like, you know, he must have been, like, 80. Yeah. Um, He was, like, 2013, so, how old? 87 now, well, 88, 87, 88, or, like, 87 now. Yeah, he's, like, he's old. Yeah, so, um, uh... So, can you tell me about your book, The Art of Being Yay? Yeah, it's about how to be happy. <laughs> um, you know, the, uh, so, you know, a lot of comedians, I don't know if mm-hmm. you, you talk to them, and a lot of them yeah. have experienced a lot of things. And so, uh, you know, I, I started thinking about, well, how can I be a happier person? Because I was in a difficult place. You know, there are a bunch of things that happened. So, I was like, okay, well... How do I become a happier guy? And so I started researching happiness and started applying some tools so that I could be a happier person. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, so I'm like, like, sometimes like you just go down that, like, you just like read a bunch of self-help books. Have you ever done something like that? Like for two months straight, that's just like all you research? Yeah, yeah, huh? I did that for like 19 years, actually. Um, wow. Because... Uh, when I, well, actually, not for 19 years, for 17 years, because when I was 19, I was like a homeless teenager. Wow. And so I was in a situation. <laughs> and so somebody kind of said,
need empowerment, so go take this empowerment course. And that started me on my like studying empowerment, how to, you know, very, a lot of Tony Robbins and a lot of, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, that led me to here. Yeah. Um, so, um, what was it like being homeless? Um, it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, I had like a place to sleep. So like oh. my grandmother lived in government housing in San Francisco and it was an apartment for seniors and no one else was allowed to live there. So I had to live there secretly. So very mm. precarious, very like if I got caught, I kicked out, you know? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was, it was a situation. I was uh, undocumented and uh, oh. couldn't get a job, couldn't go to school. So I was in a in a pickle. Yeah, I read a little bit about that. Um, like when you born to this country, not knowing you were undocumented. Yeah, I didn't know actually. I didn't yeah. understand what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. So then, like, you found out when you were applying for college. That's what I heard. Yeah. So uh, well, I knew, but I didn't know that I couldn't go to college because of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, can you, um, so how did you get started in stand-up comedy? I took a class. I took a stand-up comedy. And people don't like that (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I took a class. Uh, I was doing a lot of musicals, musical theater. Uh, I did that a lot. And then, um, I got sick of doing musicals. And I was like, ah, there's gotta be something else to do. And so I wanted to do stand-up comedy, so I took a class. It was great. Yeah, um, uh... I actually took a class on stand-up comedy once, too. Yeah? How'd it go for you? I'm um, good. Um, that's actually the first time I ever got to perform. Because a lot of times, like, have you noticed, like, at the end of the classes, there's an opportunity where you get to perform? Yeah. Do you go up a lot? Um, well, sometimes I've been doing some of the virtual stuff because I can't go to, like, clubs and... I don't, like, live in Boston, Massachusetts, so, like, I live 30 minutes away, and so I don't get, so, it's sort of a trip to go to there, but, um, sometimes I perform, but I don't, like, live in LA or New York, so I don't get a lot of opportunities, too, so I do a lot of it virtual because of COVID, but I do perform when, when I get the opportunity to. Okay, how do you, how do you like, what's your favorite joke? Um, uh, from another comedian? You! Oh, I have this joke about, um, how I have autism, and basically, do you want me to tell it? Yeah, do you have autism? Um, yeah, um, yeah, well, actually, I don't want to go into it right now, because it's a bit inappropriate. Um, uh, yeah, um, so that's probably one of my favorite jokes. Alright, cool. So, uh, wait, what's one of your favorite jokes? One that always works is people kind of say that I look like a discount version of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> when I look like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, um, yeah, uh, um, I have, like, how famous is Keanu Reeves? Like, I only learned about him, like, one or two years ago. I think he was famous, like, in the 90s. Yeah. When were you born? We were like, what, 2008. 12? 2008. 2013. So, yeah. he was famous in like 1999, mm-hmm. 2000, 2001. And yeah. so, I think by the time that you become an adult, I won't be able to 
don't tell that joke because I don't know if he'll still be famous. Yeah, it's sort of like um, like there's some kids in my grades like they don't even know who like a lot. Some of them don't even know who Oprah Winfrey is. Like, what? yeah, I kid you not. Like, it's Oprah. yeah, how do you not know Oprah? Like, so they don't. I mean. It's just sort of like, how is that even possible? Like, they don't know who Jerry Seinfeld is, Ellen DeGeneres, and long they as... They know Ellen. They don't know Ellen? There was this one, I asked my friend once, and I was like, oh yeah, so um, I asked him if he knew who Oprah Winfrey is, and he said no. So I wanted to test his abilities on who we know from uh, like the uh-huh. 90s and early 2000s. So I asked him if he knew who Ellen was, and he was like, oh, who's that? Oh my gosh. Okay, Ellen still has her TV show, so there's no excuse. I know, exactly. Um, It's so crazy, like, how, like, like, they don't know all these people. Like, they, like, know, like, it's just so crazy. Do they know, like, TikTok stars? Is that the idea? Yeah, they know, like, a lot of TikTokers and YouTubers. So, yeah. maybe, maybe that's where the world is going. Yeah, um, I, like, a lot of them don't know who Dave Chappelle is. There's, I think, only one kid in my 20-kid class who knows yeah. who Dave Chappelle is. Well, to be fair, you, you're, like, a big comedy guy, right? So yeah. you know Dave Chappelle, you know, you know, Angela Johnson, I, I mm-hmm. saw that you did uh, an interview yeah. with her, right? So, you know, Angela Johnson's pretty big deal. Congratulations mm-hmm. on Oh, thank you so much. It's so crazy, like, how even just, like, if someone was famous, super famous, like, 10, 15 years ago, how people don't know about them, like, because I feel like each, like, generation, 10-year, each 10-year generation has, like, their own, like, comedian that they look up, that they will not look up to because they're not comedians, but they just, like, know of, like, that's, when they think of comedy, they think about, about that. It used to be... Um, uh, it used to be, um, Dave Chappelle, now it's Kevin Hart, and yeah. then it would go so on and so on. Yeah. Oh, well, good. Yeah, but you know all of them, so that's good. Yeah, so, um, can, wait, what's that? Okay, so, can you tell me about your scripted reality TV show, Aiden Park on the F-List? crazy things people do to do famous like um there was this gorilla glue girl i don't know if she did on purpose or not 
Gorilla Glue Girl. The girl with the, the yeah. hair glue. First of yeah. all, if she was showering, why would she just have Gorilla Glue in her shower? Yeah, and, and then, like, Gorilla Glue had to make an apology. It's so crazy. Gorilla Glue had to make an apology! Yeah, it's so crazy, like, all these companies, like... Like, I feel like a lot of companies just, like, have to make apologies all the time. Yeah. For, like, ridiculous... You know, if you, if you have, like, you know, nail polish remover and someone drinks it, it's not yeah. their fault. Have you seen those um people that went on Dr. Phil? Um, there was this one guy um and this girl and um they were and they went into a store and he took ice cream out of the like container and then put it back into the grocery store. What? So there was a guy that went into a store and yeah. grocery store opened up the freezer for the ice cream in the store and then he took um an ice cream container out. Um, uh, used his hands to take a scoop out, put it in his mouth, and he put the lid back on and put it back into the freezer. Oh my god, what happened to him? Uh, nothing, I don't think. Like, it's just insane. People are crazy. Yeah, and then he went on dog. The Roller Blue Girl is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, it's normal to put, like, Bo- you know Botox, you've heard of Botox. Um, uh, I've heard about it, but I don't... No, Botox exactly. is the thing that people get that frees their face oh. so that it doesn't wrinkle. And that's actually poison. Oh. And they put it in their forehead so they don't move. Yeah, depending on how old you are, sometimes um like um plastic surgery can make you look older. Like you don't have the wrinkles, but your face just looks like I don't know if it's the size of it, but it just like or the shape. It just makes oh. it look like you're when you're thirty something it makes you look like you don't have like your skin doesn't look 30 but like the well, shape of like your old, face <laughs> wait what does that make you look older um yeah it does okay great so don't get the facelift like this yeah i feel like you have gotten a facelift the way you just said that i did get botox i oh. got botox before yeah, um... It went so bad. It sunk my middle, and it raised my eyebrows. Oh, that's not good. Like, yeah. I couldn't imagine being a plastic surgeon. Surgeon, because, like, you could just get, like, sued, um... Like, um... You could get sued really badly because of a mistake you you make. Does your mom and dad own a business? Um, my dad owns a business. I knew it! Because everything is, like... Companies have to get sued all the time. Yeah. I knew it. What yeah. does he do? Yeah, my uh, yeah, so um what is some of your craziest stories? Oh, are you changing the subject? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, uh, I don't know about my dad. Okay, we'll move on. We'll move on. So what are some of your craziest stories from being on the road? Well, I mean like, you know, sometimes Okay, so I live in California, mm-hmm. and this is my fault. This is my fault. I live in California, so I forget there are seasons outside mm-hmm. of California. Oh, yeah. You guys have seasons, right? Like, mm-hmm. winter. So, like, this one time, I got hired to do this gig in, in uh, Colorado in, like, December, and I was like, it's the West. It's no big deal. I'll just drive. 
and I was we were stuck in the mountain and it was hailing and the ice on the road was so and I had no like chains on the tires or anything and so it was a three hour drive through the mountain it took eight and we were going like like it was that's pretty bad did you arrive to a gig on time yeah, I was going the day before. Oh, okay. That's just, like, insane. Um, That's my fault. That's my fault. Yeah, I remember once I was taking a road trip to Washington, D.C., and in the middle of the thin, my uh, our car ran out of gas. It was supposed oh. to take an eight-hour trip, but it took, like, 12 hours since we had to get, since we had to rent a new car um, oh. or something like that. And I didn't even... Oh. Wait, go ahead. I said terrible. Yeah, like I was like 10 or 9 at the time. No, I was like 9 or 8 at the time, so I didn't even care. Like I was just playing games on my phone the entire time while everyone was stressed out. Yeah, well, that's the way to be. What are you going to do? You're going to be stressed out along with them? What are they going to yeah. do? You know, so, um, yeah, uh, so, um, is it like, um, LA, like, isn't there a lot of, like, crazy stuff that happens there, like, for comedy? For comedy? What do you mean for comedy? Well, like, sort of, like, when you're on the road, doesn't a lot of crazy stuff happen there? I mean, the crazy stuff happens everywhere. Oh. I, I felt like there was just something about LA where, I don't know. Oh, no, that's, like, Pennsylvania. Like, Pennsylvania has a lot of hecklers. Well, I've gotten protested at college. Wait, why? Because I'm gay. Actually? Yeah, they had a a thing that said pro-manly man. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah, and so I was like, pro-manly man. Oh my god, me too! (laughs) And so, you know. But, oh, actually, if you want to know what happened... That's a crazy story. So this was at Colorado, I guess. Uh, and so I was doing a university, and uh, I guess like I, I was just being invited to just talk. But then the there, there so this city that I was going to was very like blue versus red, very political, yeah. Republican versus Democrat kind of feeling like that, mm-hmm. right? And so they, so the Republicans got mad because they thought that I was coming in to promote some liberal agenda. That's what they uh-huh. said, liberal agenda. And I'm like, I'm just here to do comedy. <laughs> and then so they were like, fine, on the same day, we're going to start our own conservative agenda event. And so they put together a pro-life rally, which is fine, whatever. Uh-huh. But like on the same day, at the same time, right next to each other. And so then the people who were on the left were like, oh, now it's a war. And so they pulled together all these people to protest this event that was protesting. And the news came out and they had like, you know, picket signs. They were picketing the protest that was in response to my liberal event, which is even a liberal event. So I got kind of caught in the middle of it. And so I met all those people. It was like, drag queens on one side and then pro-life people on the other and I was just there to do my show and the students were like in the middle and so Mm -hmm. I just did my show but then I made friends and they brought me back to headline their um, uh, their, uh, pride 
So, like, I, I guess yeah. that's kind of crazy. Um, did, crazy. did anyone try to attack you? Because, like, a lot of times, like, when there's stuff like that happen, like, when every, but when the conflict is so high, like, I hear stories about, like, um, celebrities getting attacked and stuff like that. I just stayed out of it. I was like, I just said, like, I'm just here to do my show. Mm-hmm, yeah. But they came, and they started flyering my show in the middle of my oh, show. Geez. They were like, come to our event, come to our event. And they were handing out binkies. Like, you know binkies? Like, the yeah. baby binkies. They were giving, they were like, save baby, come uh-huh. to our show. While my show was happening at the university cafeteria. You really got to get a life if you're going to get mad about a show at a university cafeteria, you know? Wait, so, so they went into the university cafeteria? Yeah, to hand out binkies. Oh, I thought this was outside. No. Wow, that's crazy. Crazy? Yeah, um, have, like, there's a lot of stuff like that, like, um, what's the thing? Like, it's so crazy how heated politics can get. Yeah. So, um, what's the worst gig you ever had? That one I told you about. The, okay, the Christmas, okay. Cause, uh, the Christmas. Oh. Uh, oh! I did a roast. Okay, so okay. I, you know what a roast is? Yeah. Okay, so I did a roast, and like, it was the roast for, it was in Palm Springs, it was the roast for the world's oldest drag queen. Okay. 87 years old named Gypsy Whoa. Hawk. And everybody was there. Like, 400 people, okay? Um, in this, uh, in this uh, convention room. It was like, everybody, like, who was anybody at the Palm Springs area was there, right? And so there I am. And I'm used to roasts like the roast we see on Comedy Central, yeah. like mean, you know? Yeah. And these guys, they're like Palm Springs elite, so they were soft. So they were saying things like, Aiden, we love you so much. And oh, remember that one time where you didn't, you know, call me back? Ah, uh-huh, that was their idea of a roast. Oh. And I was like, Gypsy is so old, she's melting off her own skin. <laughs> I was being mean, because it's a roast. Yeah. And they hated me. Everybody was like, and I was like, they hated me. And so I was up there, I needed to do a 10 minute roast, and in the middle of it, I actually said, I was reading off the thing, and I was like, you know what, guys? I said, you know what, guys, listen. They pay me to be up here for 10 minutes. I have five more minutes to go. I'm going to finish what I wrote. So you cannot laugh or laugh, but I am finishing what I'm going to yeah. say. So yeah, those you know, like, bad when you have to do that. Yeah, that's like, um, what was I going to say? A lot of times, like, those roasts, like on Comedy Central, I don't know yeah. why they always make me angry. Because I, like, wish I could have been up there and everyone's sitting, like, it's like everyone is, like, Queen Elizabeth sitting in these high chairs, these fancy chairs, and and then they, like, have this, like, fancy dancy microphone and pedestal, I think, podium, yeah, podium, like, that's made of quartz and it's just, like, mobile and I don't know, it just makes me angry. (laughs) Yeah. That was a terrible show, dude. Yeah. So, you bombed the whole thing? Did you get any laughs? No. 
Sorry, I don't know how to say your last name. Cho? Yeah, Cho, um, inspired. Do you know who that is? Um, yeah, she's a comedian. Yes, yes. Do you think your friends know who that is? Um, no. Okay. Alright, we gotta inform them. Okay, okay. good. Alright, anyway. What? Oh, was what I was supposed to say something? No, what was Oh, yeah, oh, sorry, duh. I forgot. So, how... How has Margaret Cho inspired you? Hey, you know, when I first moved to the United States in 1994, mm-hmm. right, um, I watched TV, and she was the only Asian person on TV. Oh. And at nine years old, I saw that, and I was like, oh, someone who looks like me on television. That's amazing. And uh, so, yeah, and then when I was, like, 13, 14, 15, you know, I realized, like, I was, like, gay, and then I was like, oh. And she was very proponent of like uh, gay rights, mm-hmm. and so I felt less alone by watching Margaret. She was very inspirational to me. She's very, very kind. Yeah, and she's a friend now. She's very kind, a wonderful person. How How did you meet her? I was performing at the Laugh Factory. Uh, oh. I produced the Laugh a show at the Laugh Factory for four years mm-hmm. um, called Rainbow Pop, oh. and I uh, had a uh, a packed house. And a friend of hers was on the lineup and said, hey, you know, my friend, uh, I would love to invite Margaret Cho to be on the show. And I was like, of course. And so she came and I just couldn't, I couldn't, I lost it. I was so happy. Yeah, was she like your inspiration as a kid? Like that one comedian that you thought was the very best? Yeah. And I knew that because I watched her and I thought she was so amazing. And then I watched Comedy Central and I thought everybody was like her. Right? Uh-huh. Everybody was just amazing, and I watched it, and they weren't. So I was yeah. like, "Oh, I think she's someone really special." So I really, really loved. Yeah. Yeah. Why weren't there that many Asian people on TV in 1994? I'm not sure, but there weren't. It was just her. Oh, so yeah. I like because how many? I don't know if there were as many TV programs back then, but there's like. A thousand plus, I bet there's probably like a thousand plus TV shows nowadays. Back then, we had. Back then, we had 54 channels if you had cable. Okay, so let's say how many channels do you think? I actually don't want to do the math. Yeah, and there was no streaming. Mm-hmm. So. And you have to go and rent videos, like go to the store, video store, and rent videos. Oh yeah. One at a time. Um, I uh, I um, I sort of remember those days, like, like I remember going to the red box and renting stuff when I was really young with my mom. Yeah. And then now we're watching everything on Netflix and Hulu. Yeah, Netflix used to be a company where they would mail you a movie, mm-hmm. mail like snail mail, like yeah. mail. Do a movie, like a DVD, 
and then you watch that DVD, and then you mail it back, and then you get another one. Oh, that's so cool. So... I mean, no, not really. <laughs> now you can watch whatever you want, whatever yeah. you want, right? Yeah, um... Everyone says there's so many shows on Netflix, but, like, I don't think there is. There's not... I don't think there is either. I think they put it in all the different categories. I'm like, this was in that category and that category. Yeah. There's probably only, like, five shows. So, uh, um, how did you use comedy to cope with the loss of your husband to his battle of cancer? Wow, I didn't know we were going to talk about that. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Do not want to talk okay, about... Oh, okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, how did I use comedy? Well, the comedy community really stepped up for me, right? So I have a lot of friends here. So when Michael died, I got so many phone calls. Like, so many phone calls. So many people were like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like... So that really helped me. And... Uh, yeah, I did. I did use comedy to cope with it. Um, I made jokes about it, like a, even a month after. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I was just trying to process it all. Yeah, it was very tough. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, comedy did definitely help. I think mostly it was the community. Yeah. Um. Like, for um, the first I want to say is like that comedy. Like, um, because you're supposed to write about personal stuff. Like, I've like wrote like a lot. Like, it really helps me sort of like like um what's it like handle my emotions and be happier and it is sort of um one of the things i love about comedy excuse me about the comedy community is like not just how much i love writing jokes and love performing about how much like how nice the comedians are that like i've met like people like you they're so nice like tom rhodes and a like um and a bunch of other people. It's just yeah, so really nice. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Um. My brother. Um. He also had cancer. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. He had it about like at age five or six. Yeah. Yeah. So um. How is he now? What? How is he now? Oh yeah, he's good now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Should have. Yeah. Should have told that part. Um. So. Yeah, I was- well, I wasn't sure. I said, how is he now? And yeah. then immediately I was like, oh my god, what if he's not here anymore? That would be really terrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fine. He's here. So, okay. so um, what was it like appearing on Conan? I wasn't on Conan. So, oh, I read something that said you were. No. <laughs> but, but that's okay. Something must have lied to me. So, okay, then, um, next question. What motivated you to create the wellness brand, The Art of Being Yay? Uh, it was Michael's death, actually. Oh. Um, when Michael died, uh, you know, I told you I studied empowerment for yeah. a long time, for, like, 15 years. And I got really good at, like, ah, oh, like, getting money, getting jobs, getting things, getting cars, getting, you know, all that stuff. And then when Michael died, I just wanted to be happy. Like, I needed to figure out a way to be happy because it was so difficult. Yeah. And so I was like, all right. So I decided to figure out how to be happier. Mm -hmm. And no one really talks about it. No one really talks about how to be happier. And so as a result, I ended up writing a book about how to be happier that was written in a funny format because I'm a funny, it's just comedian. And then I ended up using that uh as a a 
website, which is all about being happier uh, and talking about difficult situations openly. You know? Yeah. Um. Uh, something I think that should be taught in schools is a lot of times like being happy, like, cause like, th- I think there's like this. No, this is. Either I'm confusing it with the depression rate or the obesity rate. There's some sort of... I don't know why I confuse those together. But, like, it is crazy how many, like, people are depressed. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's rough. It's, uh, I think it's something that's not talked about. I, I think the solution that's offered to people who are going through a hard time is, like, oh, work harder. Get that car. Get the more money. And that doesn't actually make you happy. So. Yeah, like money is a tool, but it isn't the cure to hat. It isn't like what's gonna make it isn't the cure to sadness. Yeah, yeah, no. So yeah. um, you were all so, what were so you were already a super successful stand up comedian, at such a young age. So you must have had so you must have giant goals. What are some of your future goals in stand up comedy? In stand up comedy. Well, I mean, just comedy in general is what I meant. Oh, uh, I want to have a show. I want a TV show, on my own TV show, where I uh, go to go to little town. I'm, I'm developing a couple TV shows now. Oh, cool. But, uh, I, I want to I wanna have a couple TV shows. I want to have a TV show where, and both of them involve helping people kind of like celebrate who they are kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah I'm really excited about it. Oh, so um, when are those going to be available? We don't know. We're, okay. we're working on it. <laughs> So is it like a new project or have you been working on it for a little bit now? I've been working on it now for like four or five months, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, we're, we're just seeing where it goes and we're, we're, we're all working hard to try to make it happen. Well, that's so cool. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So um, thank you so much for coming on. It was an honor and delight having you on. And before we go, is there any social media or anything you would like to link? Yeah, sure. Uh, Theartofbeingyay.com. Go to theartofbeingyay.com and, and join my mailing list is what I would say to everybody. Okay, so thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And it was an honor and delight having you on, and goodbye and have a fantastic day. Thank you. You 